Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the Fit and Fabulous podcast with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick, healthy living for families made easy. I invite you to sign up for my free easy family health boost for a week from September the 21st. Together, we'll be making small but mighty changes that will kickstart your family transformation. Find out more at drorlina.com slash easy family health boost. That's drorlina.com slash easy family health boost with a dash in between easy family health boost. Now on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. I hope that you are feeling fabulous. I am feeling fabulous today. I'm feeling super fabulous because I am recording this an entire week ahead of time. How organized am I? Okay, today I want to talk to you about our brains and how our brains work and a little realisation that I have had that can either really help or really hinder how we make changes. So if you checked out last week's podcast, we were talking about how you get from A to B. So you're standing here now with all of these habits and systems that you have, and you know you want to change them up and have more healthy systems so that you can feel fit and fabulous and avoid all those horrible diseases and perhaps lose weight and all of the things that I'm always going on about. But how do you get from where you are to where you want to be? And obviously, you have to make changes, which is what we were talking about last week. Now, I am reading a book at the moment and it is called How Emotions Are Made, The Secret Life of the Brain by Lisa Fieldman Barrett. And she is a neuroscientist and it is absolutely fascinating. 
And she talks about emotions. Now, I have to confess, I find emotions absolutely fascinating because I can see that emotions are a really big part of what causes us to act, how we turn up, how we act. And if you haven't heard me talk about um, thoughts and emotions, I will quickly recap. So this is the kind of cycle that people talk about. Um, and it has, it was really the first people who invented it. I don't think invent is quite the right word, discovered, uh, were the Buddhist people. Now, I don't know anything about Buddhist theology, so I'm not going to start telling you about that. Other than this, it was them who came up with this way of thinking about things. And the way of thinking about things goes like this, that our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions lead us to act in a certain way. And obviously that goes round and round and round. So once we act, we then start judging ourselves, which leads us to other thoughts. So let's just have a quick example of this. You might be having a bad day and you think, oh my goodness, I am a hopeless mother. I can't do anything right. And that leaves you, leads you to the emotion of frustration. And that leads you to an action. You might be feeling so overwhelmed by that emotion that you just want to get rid of that emotion and you're going to do something to distract yourself. And that something is reach to, to the fridge for a nice tasty treat. And you eat your treat and then your thought goes, ha ha, I knew that. I, sh- I, I knew that you were hopeless and you've just proved that to myself. And you can see that this is a negative spiral going down and down because then how are you going to feel? You're going to feel even worse and you spiral down this negative plug hole. And what we really want to do is spiral up and start creating thoughts, emotions, actions that are positive. So a thought might be, okay, I'm not perfect but I'm doing my best. I've I've got this. And that might help you feel the difference between frustration and coping. I don't think coping's an emotion, but you know what I mean. Okay, I've got this. And so then you might do something different and action something different. You might decide you want to go for a walk around the block. And then the thought is going to be, ah, oh, I care for myself. I look after myself. And you have a more positive emotion. So you can see how this spirals up and up. But here's a really interesting question. What exactly are emotions? They might be something that drives us to act in a certain way. But what exactly are them? Now, are they? Now, I've heard people describe them as vibrations in your body. And I kind of think, okay, I can kind of see that emotions are a vibration. I can see that, for example, when I am super hungry, I kind of vibrate much more. I have much more um, peaks of emotions than when I'm not hungry. When I've had a big meal, everything sort of dampens down and those vibrations go. But to say an emotion is a vibration doesn't really explain to me with my degree in medicine what exactly it is. So the interesting thing about the book that I'm reading by Lisa Feldman Barrett is what she says is that we create emotions. Emotions are something that come from within inside us and our brain generates these emotions. Now, I have to confess, I haven't finished the entire book. So I'm still waiting to find out more about emotions. But the bottom line is, is that they are essentially concepts that our body, our brain has created to help us in a certain way. 
Now, that's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? So, for example, one of the examples she gives is you see a snake, your body generates this emotion of fear out of all the things that it could generate in a way that's going to make you run away from the danger that is a snake. So our body, our society has evolved these emotions in a way that helps us survive. But the bottom line is, is that emotions are something that we generate rather than the other way around. It's not that an emotion is triggered. It's that we, without seeing it, control our emotions. And that is astounding and kind of mind-boggling to me. She has a TED talk about this as well. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Now, as she explains how the brain works, one of the really interesting things is that she explains how our brains basically work on prediction. And this, to me, was a sort of penny drop, a mind eye-opening moment. So what she says is, for example, let me backtrack a minute. What she says is essentially our brains are like a little box, little black box inside our heads. And they really have nothing other than sensory input. And they have to make sense of that sensory input, whether it's sight or hearing or touch or all these other things. And thoughts are also part of that sensory input. And our brain does not respond to things. Obviously, it does respond to things. But in order to respond to things quick enough, it has to predict an awful lot of things. So our brain basically works on prediction, prediction, prediction. Now, the example she gives is that when you're throwing a ball and you catch the ball, it's not that you see the ball and your brain reacts to that and puts your hand in the place to catch it because your brain doesn't have time to do that. So what happens is our brain learns to predict from the trajectory of the ball where the ball is going to land and where we can catch it. And actually, as we get better at catching balls, what we're really doing is getting better at predicting where that ball is going to land. And this is essentially how our brain works. Now, obviously, our brain is making these predictions a lot. And sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong. So what happens when it's wrong? Well, two things can happen when it's wrong. Number one is that it can just be in denial and go, nope, nope, I don't believe this. I'm going to carry on believing the old way of being. Another thing it can do is course correct and go, okay, I'm going to course correct and I'm going to accept this new reality. So how does this all tie in with where we're making changes? And I think this prediction bit is super important. Let me give you an example. Now, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before, but in January, after Christmas, I decided that I was going to give up having any sweetener with my morning porridge. So I have porridge, fruit, and I used to have either condensed milk or honey, and I decided to give that up. And for the first week, that was really difficult. And I really missed my honey. Why? Because my brain was predicting that my porridge was going to be much sweeter when it wasn't than it was. So my brain predicts this. The reality is that the porridge isn't as sweet. So my brain can now either do things. I can just carry on going and eventually my brain will catch up and go, oh, it's not going to be that sweet. It's going to be slightly different. Or it can deny that and go, okay, I'm going to carry on missing it. I'm going to carry on missing it. I'm going to carry on missing it. And I see this in my son, my 12-year-old son, 
He's quite particular about what he eats. He likes to have his own way. And what he did was instead of going, okay, I'm just going to carry on and eventually my mind will catch up, he said, nope, I'm just not going to eat porridge. I'm going to eat something else for breakfast. So what he has then done is left his mind back expecting the porridge to be sweet. Now, as a mother, this has sort of put me in a bit of a sticky situation because the other three children have totally accepted the porridge without sweetener and they're perfectly happy. And he is going to stick his feet in the mud. We've all been here, right? We know what kids are like. He's busy making his own granola at the moment with dates. So it is still sweet. But the point I'm trying to make is because he has given up eating that porridge, he isn't allowing his brain to adapt. If he were to carry on eating porridge and carry on eating porridge without the sweetener and to put in fruits, what I did was putting more fruit and it does taste sweet, but it's not that super, super sweet. It's sweet that's wrapped up in fruit. And if he were to carry on, his his mind would actually adapt, but he isn't going to allow himself to do that. Another example that comes to mind recently is I have started changing the pistachio nuts that we buy. So on Friday, we have a treat of pistachio nuts. It's our Friday evening snack treat. And we used to, I used to buy salted pistachio nuts, slightly salted pistachio nuts. So at the place I buy pistachio nuts, you can buy unsalted, salted, or slightly salted. And I bought slightly salted. For some reason, they put the price of the slightly salted ones up and they were significantly more expensive than the other two. Anyhow, so I decided I was going to try the other two. I was going to try the unsalted ones. And the lady said to me, it's funny, when people have the unsalted ones, they kind of think that something is missing. It feels like something isn't there. And that was when I realized as I was reading this book, it's exactly the same thing. Your brain is predicting that they are going to be salty. And I can now work through that because I have to confess when I try them, I do think hmm, there is something missing. They don't feel salty and I'm used to them being salty. So now I'm just going to carry on with the other pistachio nuts. The pistachio nuts themselves are perfectly fine. They're perfectly delicious. They just don't have salt in them. And if I carry on eating them, my brain will catch up and will go, okay, pistachio nuts without salt are actually delicious as well. I just have to get used to them. So Think about your life and your brain and how your your brain predicts absolutely everything and how that prediction can really make it difficult for you to make changes because you're predicting something and then you feel like it's missing where you just have to keep going a little bit longer until your brain goes, okay, I've changed the way I predict this. It's going to be different. An example might be if you are trying to lose weight and you decide that you want to eat smaller portions at dinner time, and that's an absolutely reasonable change to make. But what's going to happen when you get to dinner time? Your brain is going to start predicting that you eat your normal bigger portion of food. And so when you get to dinner time, your body is going to be expecting that bigger portion of food. Now, if you can tell yourself, hey, this is just a prediction, my brain is predicting this then it's going to help you out. Another example might be if you decide you want to start doing some exercise. And again, your brain will be predicting, well, normally at this time, I'm doing something else. I'm sitting on the sofa watching television. And your brain is going to struggle because it's predicting what you're doing, whereas you've decided to do something different. Another example, 
I once had a client who at three o'clock in the afternoon, driving home from work, tired, exhausted, would eat chocolate to reward herself. And again, her brain would predict, okay, it's chocolate time because it's expecting chocolate. Now, if you can understand that that is the way that your brain is working and just say to yourself, do you know what? This is just a prediction error. Because what I see happens frequently is people get to that place and then they go with the old way. So they have a bigger portion. They don't go for a a walk or a run. They eat the chocolate. And then what happens is you start to beat yourself up and say things like, oh my goodness, it's all my fault. I have no willpower. I have no discipline. I can't do this. I'm just going to forget about it. And that is not true. It's just a prediction error. So if you can remind yourself that it's just a prediction error and you just have to wait for your brain to adapt, then you're going to find it so much easier to keep going. It's not that you are weak-willed. It's just that you're human and you can make changes. It's just sometimes that change can be tricky. I hope that was useful. An interesting take on habits. I've done lots of podcasts on habits. I love habits. They are the key to doing things without thinking. Now, if you're interested in making habits, changing habits, making small but mighty changes, remember that I have the Easy Family Health Boost going on right now. So come and join us. The URL is drorlina.com forward slash Easy Family Health Boost with a dash in between each of those words. And It's fun. It's fabulous. And I look forward to seeing you there. Have a fabulous week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope that you found it useful. If you did, please remember to share it with somebody else who might find it useful because the more people I can reach, the more people I can inspire to lead healthy lives. Now, just a reminder... You're welcome to come and join the Easy Family Health Boost, which is starting on September the 21st. And it's about making small habits, small but mighty changes that will kickstart your family transformation. You can find out more at drorlena.com, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash Easy Family Health Boost. Or if you just manage to make it to my website, you will find it advertised there. Have a fabulous week and I will be back next week. Goodbye.